if you have a really great idea and maybe it's feeling really big, little bit out of your ballywick, maybe you're just not totally sure on how to make it happen, then today's episode is one that you don't want to miss. Welcome to The Road to Seven. I'm your host, Sheila Cummins. I am an entrepreneur, a mentor, an investor, a wife, and mom to three beautiful children. Women entrepreneurs are up-leveling and changing the rules for business strategy, leadership, success, money, and impacting the world every single day. The Road to Seven is the diary of business strategy for women entrepreneurs. We meet you where you're at in your business and champion you along the road to your vision. And I am honored you chose to join us today. Ready to go? Buckle up. It's time to hit the road. Welcome back to The Road to Seven with Sheila Cummins. I am your host, Sheila Cummins, and today I am interviewing Nikki Nash. This woman is incredible. She's a Hay House author, a motivational speaker, and founder of Market Your Genius, a training and developing company on a mission to equip entrepreneurs with the tools and resources they need to share and profit from their message. Known for empowering people to quit making excuses and start going after their dreams, Nikki uses her extensive marketing, business, and personal development background to help people build profitable personal brand businesses, position themselves as the go-to expert in their industry, multiply their sales, and grow their business through strategic storytelling. Prior to full-time entrepreneurship, Nikki served as head of marketing at tech startup Rest Devices, senior marketing manager at Intel Corporation, where she won the Marketing Excellence Award, brand management MBA intern at the Coca-Cola Company, and media planner and buyer at advertising agency Starcom MediaVest on the Kraft Foods account. Nikki has also worked for brands such as InStyle, Travel and Leisure, and Louis Vuitton Moe. Hennessy. On our conversation, Nikki shares how she went from wanting to write a book to becoming a Hay House author. And there are so many amazing nuggets in what she shares. I hope that you enjoy our conversation today as much as I did. My guest today is incredibly intriguing. Hay House author, motivational speaker, founder of Market Your Genius. My guest today is Nikki Nash. Nikki, I am so honored that you're here with us today. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Oh, it's a pleasure. Tell me, Miss Author, Speaker, Entrepreneur, have you always been an entrepreneur? How did you get to be at this place in your entrepreneurial journey? Yeah, you know, I don't think I ever really realized that entrepreneurship was a thing growing up. Which is funny because my mom was had her own private practice as a doctor, but she never considered herself an entrepreneur. And as a kid, I would always find a way to make money, right? So I volunteered at a elderly home and there was a woman who made these really beautiful boxes. They were like, she essentially took, you know, those earring boxes you get at department stores, the, the cardboard ones. Mm-hmm. She would take something similar size, but she would paint them like these beautiful images and things like that. And she just had boxes of this stuff. And I'm like, let me see if I can sell these. And 
you know, I always wanted a lemonade stand, but we lived in the burbs and my mom's like, nobody's coming down our street. So you need to come up with a new idea, kid. But I always was thinking my brain was always going and I was always creating something. So while I didn't always know I wanted to be an entrepreneur, I always knew I wanted to write books, though. Like, that's something I always wanted to do. I thought I was going to be an author, actress, like list of creative things. How did you figure out what your first book was going to be about? Oh, so (laughs) figuring out my first book really came after I already became an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And so I had worked in corporate for a long time. And when I started my business, I thought, hey, I want to go out on my own. Naturally, I become a marketing consultant because that's what people do when they've been in marketing. And I had a lot of almost fractional CMO type projects. And I realized that's not what I wanted to do. And I found coaching. And in finding a community of coaches, the thing that everybody kept coming to me and asking was, how do you get clients? How do you get leads? Your business seems to be doing really well. How the heck did you do this? And then I realized, wow, a lot of people need help in the how do I generate leads? How do I create clients arena? And so I said, I'm going to write a marketing book. And I came up with the title. It's like, I'm going to call it Market Your Genius. I was really attached to the the name. And it's funny, at first, a lot of people were like, I don't know what that means. I'm not really into it. But I was like, I don't care. <laughs> like, this is going to be the name of my book. <laughs> and when you know, you know. Yeah, exactly. And it really set me down a path of figuring out how the heck does one write a book, produce a book, make it happen? Because growing up, I didn't grow up go, I'm going to write a marketing book. I thought I'd write sci-fi or fantasy or fiction, children's books, which honestly might still happen. But the first marketing book came out of being an entrepreneur. How did you go from ideation to getting it published by Hate House? That is sort of a very coveted journey that a lot of people try and very few succeed. Yes. So my path to getting my book published from Hay House all started by watching a video from Brendan Bouchard. So for anybody who knows Brendan Bouchard, he's a high performance coach. And I did one of his courses called High Performance Academy. I shouldn't even say I did the course because real talk, I watched one video. (laughs) (laughs) Module one, lesson one. Module one, lesson one. It was like the pre-work. It was like before. It was like bonus material. I don't even think I made it to module one. But the beauty of this one video, so I'm like, I paid this money, but had I not watched that one video, I probably wouldn't have a book deal. And the video essentially said, if Brendan said this in his own words, I'm using my words, but he said, if I look at your calendar, I should be able to tell what goals you're moving towards. And if I can't tell, they're not going to happen. Like, it's a pipe dream. That's not literally what he said, but that's what he said. And I went, well, dang, I've had write a book on my list since before I finished college. It was like, write a book before I turn, you know, 18, write a book before I graduate college, write a book before I turn 21, write a book before I turn 25, write a book before I turn 30, write a book before I turn 35. I wrote the book before my 40th birthday, but it was only because I watched that video from Brendan Burchard that said, if it's not on your calendar, it's a pipe dream. So I said, well, day, I need to put a lot of book activities on my calendar. And so I started figuring, going, well, what the heck needs to go on my calendar? And lucky enough, in this video, his example was like, if you want to write a book, and I was like, great, 
And he's like, you've got to, you know, build your audience and have an idea. And then if you want a book deal, write a book proposal. And he listed out all of these things. And so I knew that I wanted Hay House to publish my my books. They've published a number of Brennan's books and a number of other authors who I connected with. But I really just like their vibe. And so I started stalking Hay House, like stalking. I was like, I need to meet people at Hay House. I need to figure this out. And what's interesting is when you start putting an intention out into the world, opportunities start coming out of nowhere. And maybe they were always there, but I sure as heck didn't see them. So I started registering. I had registered for Hay House had an event to learn how to write a book. They had an event on building your brand and becoming a big speaker. I went to an event called Create and Cultivate. And I think the one I went to was in Chicago. This was many years ago. And while I was at that event, they break you out into small groups and you can sign up for what group you want to be in. And the person who I chose happened to have a published book and you could ask them questions. And I said, how'd you get your book deal? And she told me a bunch of steps. And then oh, two weeks later, I was invited by an, a friend to a lunch with a bunch of entrepreneurs. One of them had a book deal. It's like, how'd you get your book deal? She gave me a list of steps, which are very similar to the other person's list of steps. And I just said, all right, I'm going to start working on it. I'm going to start building my audience. I'm going to start researching what the heck a book proposal is and how to write one. And I'm going to go to these Hay House events. And I went to this Hay House event. I'm going to be honest. I felt like crap. I was like, I I wasn't sick, sick, but something was going on with my body. It just was not working for me. But I sucked it up because I was like, they will notice me before I leave this event. I went to the mic to ask a question. I have no idea what I asked to be honest. But by the end, by the time I was going to sit down, people laughed, clapped, and then people came up to me and said, you're amazing. And I'm like, all I did was ask a question. I don't know what I said. I probably like gave, made a joke or spoke about my desire to write a book or something before I asked my question. But whatever I said at the mic had the head of editorial at Hay House come up to me and give me her business card. Wow. And And I believe that all of this happened because I watched that Brendan Bouchard video and it was like, put stuff on your calendar, set that atten- intention. I was very focused. And I I went into that event going, I'm coming out of this with them knowing who the heck Nikki Nash is. Like somebody's going to appreciate my presence at this event with hundreds and hundreds of people. And so it just kind of kept going from there. But, th- but those were the pivotal moments early on that led me to that book deal. So, I mean, so many takeaways from that story. The universe is talking to you (laughs) when it's talking loudly, for goodness sakes, listen. If it's not on your calendar, it's not going to happen. And you got to put yourself out there and ask for what you want. Absolutely. Like mic drop, interview done. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But there's so many takeaways in that, Nikki. Have you sort of taken those lessons or, you know, live that way through the growth of your market, your genius company? You know, what's funny is yes and no. You know, the beginning of my business was very strong. And I think it was just because I was blissfully naive and living in my own bubble, which I think sometimes is exactly where you need to be because I charged what I wanted to charge at the beginning. I marketed my business in a way that intuitively felt right to me. And I got clients. My first week of business, I made five grand. And I was like, I'm going to be rich. What happens is you start seeing all of these messages and you join other group programs. And, and I started 
listening to other people's strategies more than I started listening to my own intuition. And I also started focusing so much on delivering magic to my clients that I forgot to continue marketing. Mm -hmm. And so those two things kind of put me on the revenue roller coaster, which so many entrepreneurs experience. I, I feel like all of us do. I don't like roller coasters, so it was particularly unpleasant for me, but it really slowed me down a bit. And it was doing this with the book deal really actually helped me realize that the more I focus on what I want, the more my business will grow. And I, I had, I think at the time of the book deal, like a six figure business already at the time or probably multiple six figures. So it wasn't like, oh, my business wasn't doing well, but I was definitely feeling the ebbs and flows and the pressures. And so in going through this manifestation of a book deal, what I remind myself is that I'm not going to be feeling it every day. Like every day, I didn't wake up and go, hey, House is so going to take my book. But I believed it more days than I didn't. Right. And I believe that that coupled with action, right? Like the action that I took to really make that book deal possible because real talk, I wrote my book proposal. I, I tell people never do this. I wrote my book proposal 48 hours before I was told I had to submit it for them to consider it. And it's because I procrastinated. I doubted myself, all this other stuff, but I just needed enough belief in myself and enough confidence to do the dang thing. And it took 48, I mean, it takes most people longer than 48 hours, but I was an English major who wrote papers for a living at like the night before. So I like got back on the bike or whatever, like getting back on the horse, wrote that book proposal really quickly and and truly believed in myself. And that's, those are lessons that I take with me in my business every day. It's just yeah. like believe more than not and take action. Even if it doesn't look pretty and even if it feels like it's last minute, it's better than not taking the action at all. I call that action a power move. And I usually do this with my fist because I usually have my Fitbit on that side. So then I get extra steps, which gets me closer to my daily goal. But, you know, that power move is that that those consistent daily actions that we want to take in order to get closer to the goals that we have. I mean, this, the story you tell, I mean, it sounds so easy, right? Like I had this vision, I did actions, I put it on my calendar, I asked a question, I got a proposal. Nikki, you and I both know that there's other layers to it. You handle those moments when, or those days where maybe you don't believe, or you're having a crisis of confidence, or, you know, something happens in life and throws you a curveball. How do you handle those difficult times so that you can then get back on the horse, so to speak, and keep shifting back into action? Yeah. You know, I have limiting beliefs, doubts, fears all the time, like every day. And as my business grows and expands, my fears, maybe they change a bit. I don't even want to say they get bigger because they feel the same. They feel equally as fearful, stressful, but they, they just shift and they, they change a bit. But when I have those moments where I'm feeling unconfident, fearful, doubtful, I have a lot of negative thoughts. When, when that's happening for me, I work really hard to be aware of them and I challenge them, right? And I go, okay, well, I had that thought. That thought is not in alignment with what I'm out to accomplish in the world. So let's explore it a little bit. Why do I have that fear? What's going on with it? Is it a real, like, is it real or just a real fear? Because I could have a real fear of something, but that doesn't make it a reality, right? Like I could have a real fear of heights, 
but I may not actually ever fall off a building, right? Like, I don't know if that was the best example, but I, I really try to sit down and, and ask myself, okay, what am I really feeling right now? What are my real thoughts and how real are they to me right now? Also, I like to play the game like, what if that happens? Like, <laughs> what if you launch a webinar and nobody shows up? Okay, well, guess what? People are like, what if nobody shows up? Yo, nobody saw that nobody showed up, so who cares, <laughs> right? Like, then do a practice run. I'm like, I'll do a practice run and I will get so great at doing this webinar that when I market it better or market it earlier or do it again, it'll be that much more successful, right? So I think those things are helpful. I believe in having a coach or a friend who is a coach that's willing to talk you through things. So I follow the phone a friend, phone a coach method <laughs> where I'm like, all right, I can't get myself out of this. Let me phone someone. And there are also tools that I like using. I, I like to disrupt my thoughts by listening to any song by Sia because mm -hmm. all of her songs are pretty much about how we're badasses. And I'm like, yes, yeah, Sia, I'm unstoppable. I'm the greatest. I got this. <laughs> right? like, so that helps. And, and I've recently gotten back into tapping. So EFT. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are some of the, you know, one of the things you've been able to do really well is market yourself. What are some of those things that you see women not doing when it comes to their marketing where you're like, hello, you got to do this. It works. Yeah. You know, I'd say the biggest thing that I see entrepreneurs not do, especially early on, but really it happens throughout is being consistent and showing up. And a lot of times there are thoughts that's like, who's going to listen to me? Somebody else is already out there doing this. What do I really have to say? I don't want people to, you know, write negative. What about the negative comments? I don't want people to be mean to me. I don't want to have to put on makeup all the time. All right, here's the thing. For folks that always tell me they don't want all of this to be about them, most of their fears and thoughts that they then say to me are about them. And I'm like, you're actually making this about yourself. You're making it about you that maybe you don't want to put on makeup or what if people don't think you're pretty or what if somebody leaves you a mean comment? That's about you. And what I always like to tell people is it's about the people you're out there to serve. So if you have a piece of advice, knowledge, story that can make a profound difference in someone else's life, then pick up your phone and record a video, right? Pick up a camera, record a video. I don't care if you decide to post that video on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok, you know, YouTube, wherever. But when you consistently show up and say, hey, if you have this problem, here's a couple of tips for you. If you would like to dig deeper into this problem or if you would like support solving this problem, call me, right? Like it's the simplest thing. That's how I started my business, which is going live on Facebook back in 2016 or something. and I got clients from it. And some signed up right away. Some signed up a year later and was like, I've been watching your video for 10 years or not 10 years, but for a full year. And I'm like, that's okay because that person signed up for a $10,000 program. So I wasn't really all that mad that it took them a year, right? Yeah. So, you know, it, if there was one piece of marketing advice that I would give someone, it would be be consistent, make the ask and, you know, capture folks, right? Like get their contact information, build your list, something along those lines. It doesn't need to be an actual list, but it could be a freaking Excel document with a bunch of names for all I care and have a way to contact them, but have a, a way to contact the people that want to hear from you. 
Ah, terrific. One of the things that I've heard about a book, just to sort of bring this full circle, is that a book is one of your best calling cards. It is one of the best business cards that you can have. What has been the impact for you, either in terms of marketing and or in terms of business growth or whatever, what is the impact the book has had for you? Yeah. So the book for me has done a number of things. The first is that it brings a certain amount of credibility. And that's whether you self-publish or you work with a publisher, because not everybody will sit down and take the time to write a book, right? Not everybody will get over their muscle blocks to believe that they have something worth saying and put it into words, right? Whether they wrote the book by hand on paper first, whether they dictated it to a transcription device, whether they worked with an editor or a ghostwriter, it not everybody will take the time to put that energy and effort into bringing a book into the world. So the first thing that a book's done is create that level of clout, credibility, positioning, right? The second thing that I would say for me is that it's done amazing things from a list building perspective. Now, I went into this saying that this book is a marketing tool for me. Now, some people look at books as a revenue stream. I do not. Working with a publisher, I make like a dollar a book, maybe. <laughs> like Maybe, right? So I don't really care about the money, right? Like I'm not going, oh, I hope I sell this book because I'm going to become a gajillionaire. So what I did with the book is that anybody who purchases the book, whether it's the ebook, the audiobook, the physical copy, I created a companion course from it. I got this from Pat Flynn. Shout out to Pat Flynn who did this with Will It Fly. Thought it was genius. I even told him, I was like, this is brilliant. So with Market Your Genius, every chapter at the end comes with worksheets, video, like not everyone has videos, but some have videos, some have podcast episodes that I've done, but it all has bonus content that will help you because I'd go through exercises and wouldn't it be so great? You could just download the worksheet and you didn't have to go back and figure out how the heck to do the exercise. But to do that, you have to give me your name and email address. Bam, list growing. And so every day I have new people joining my list because they picked up the book and started reading it, which is great. The third thing I will say is that my book is now touching people in places that I probably would not have been able to go, right? Like the, there are people in India, South Africa, Australia, the UK. Oh, well, I had client, I have clients in the UK, but like the UK, Canada, literally all over the world, people are, are grabbing this book. And it's so great to see where people are coming from. And how many people I'm impacting. And so that's been really amazing as well. That's so cool. That's terrific. Two questions and then I'm going to let you go. First question. What do you know now, Nikki, that you wished you knew when you got started? Ooh, okay. Guys, if you do not have a piece of paper, I need you to get out a piece of paper and I need you to write this down. All right. Now, I've always known this about marketing, but I didn't really realize it about business at, the, at a bigger scale. But everything business is one giant science experiment. Like it's just one giant science experiment. If you think about science experiments, it's like you sit down, you come up with your hypothesis, and then you have to test and validate that hypothesis. And then you do it over and over and over again until it's proven, right? Yeah, that's business. It's going, hmm, I think that I could sell this at this price point to these people and that they'll love it and it'll be great. Okay, and then you just keep trying and adjusting and trying and adjusting and trying and adjusting. And so if you can go into business and especially marketing for folks that maybe you've figured this out with business, but it's the same for marketing. If you can go into business and marketing with the mindset that you're going to fail a ton of times 
to get to success, that mindset shift of it's an experiment makes failure not suck so much, right? Like it's almost like a game, like, well, okay, I figured this out. That didn't work. So I'm going to try something else and see if this does the trick, right? And it makes it fun. It's just a science experiment. It's a game. And I think if I had realized that earlier, I probably wouldn't have gone into business like I need everything that I do to be perfect and make a gazillion dollars because that crap was not happening, right? Like it's about testing and validating and and being in action. And that's where the magic happens. And I think so many people wish away that part of the journey. You know, they don't want the discomfort. They don't want something not to happen. They just want all the glory, unicorns, rainbows, accolades. And that's just not the way that it works. Not at all. Not at all. In fact, my friend Tarzan Kay asked me this on my podcast years ago. And she was like, if you could, and I'm going to get the question, I feel it kind of wrong, but the gist of it was like, if you could meet with someone like a, a, I don't want to call them a guru, maybe it was your future self, but somebody who was like 10 years in advance or could give you the secret of life or something like, would you want to speak to that person and get all the answers? And at first, like the way I looked at it was like the matrix, like, do I want to take, which pill do I want to take? And I'm like, yeah, I want to know I'm in the matrix. But what she was really saying is that, do you want to avoid the journey and the beauty of getting to where you want to go just to find the answer? Or do you want to enjoy the journey? And for me, I'm like, well, it's about enjoying the journey because to be honest, once I've, I've reached a certain level, that's when you're, you usually are bored and you're starting the next thing or, you know, at the end of life where you're like, all right, I've done everything and I'm ready to die now. Right. So I want to make sure I'm enjoying the journey and having fun. And to your point, it's, it's really about realizing this is a fun process and going through it is really rewarding and you don't want to skip out on that. Yeah. No kidding. Right on. And that's where the friends come in or the tapping or whatever modality you use to keep yourself on the, on the positive side of things. Yeah. Amazing. What's next for you, Nikki? Where are we going to see you going next? Great question. What is next for Nikki Nash? So right now, I actually have not told anybody this. So you are hearing <laughs> this here first. But one of the things that I've been asked for years, like for so many years, was if I do implementation, will I do the work for folks like marketing work? And when I start like year one of my business, I did do done for you services and it was a different clientele. Like it was a different ideal client and, and a lot of things are different, but it burned me out and I didn't love it. Right. But I'm also not a real fan of teaching people stuff and then having them struggle to get it done because they've hired people that can't follow like my system. And so. What is is next is that I'm going to do a beta of done for you services with team. Like I'm not physically going to do it, but I'm training team to to implement it. And then we'll have an agency that will do marketing for folks. Oh, that so is fun. That is the plan. I decided this real talk though, like I committed to it mentally like three days ago. So you're really hearing it here first. No, that's true. But all you got to do is get it out in the world and then it has to happen. I did that. So one of the things I'm building is a micro lending platform. And one of the things that I did was actually just mention it about four years ago. And that's how long I've been sitting on it. Now it's actually becoming a reality, which, you know, 
I can't even believe. But you just got to put it out there and say it and then write it down. And then sounds like you, it's time to put it in your calendar every single day of identifying those actions in order to make the agency go live. Yep. Full circle. Full circle. Amazing. Nikki, thank you for joining us today. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Oh, it's an honor. It's an honor. I look forward to chatting with you soon. Likewise. Thank you for listening to The Road to Seven. If you found value in what you've heard today, please leave us a five-star rating and a written review. You might just get a shout out on an upcoming episode. And you never know when I'm going to be mailing some surprise treats to our reviewers. Make sure to subscribe so you automatically get notified when new episodes are released. Are you looking for a way to connect with other entrepreneurs that are facing the same challenges as you? I'd love to connect with you in the Road to 7 Facebook group on Instagram and LinkedIn. Just head to SheilaCummins.com. You will find all the links that you need right there. Together, we'll explore more ways to support your shift into action so that you can grow your business to finally match your vision. I love aligning your vision of success with strategic and intentional actions because that is how we will grow your business to match your vision. I focus on women, all women, because women hold the keys and the power to creating a powerful and positive world through their impact. We'll see you on the next episode.